Hello, treasured women. Leadership can be sweet when we focus our eyes on Jesus. Sweetness is very important to God. He told Moses that he would be brought into a land that flows with milk and honey. That is very sweet. Today, I'm going to talk about the sweet meaning of honey from the Bible and how to apply it to your life. The first form of honey mentioned in the Bible is a little different than the honey that you and I think about. Honey was first referred to as a sticky syrup, which is nectar from fruit. That word nectar is a lavish word, isn't it? Nectar comes from fruit that is perfectly plump and ripe. You don't get nectar from rotten fruit or fruit that hasn't ripened yet. It's fruit that has been ripened by receiving nutrients while being attached to the vine. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is that vine. So nectar is like the sweet syrup which comes from being perfected in Jesus. Isn't that amazing? As a godly leader, we need to stay attached to the vine at all costs. When we don't, we will become rotten. Here's what God says to Moses while he was in the form of a burning bush. Exodus 3 verse 8. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a land that is good and spacious, to a land flowing with milk and honey. The Israelites were still slaves and they had no idea what was ahead of them. But God's promise to them was that they would be brought to a land flowing with milk and honey. Not just a land of plenty where you can use it all up, but a land where it flows and it's never without. Flowing by definition is nonstop. If you know this Exodus story, you know that Moses did not walk into that promised land. He lost that right because he was disobedient to God. As godly leaders, we have an incredible responsibility to obey God and obey God's ways. There can be severe consequences when we do things of our own accord. However, because this was a promise that God made, he kept that promise. So although Moses didn't get to experience the promised land, other Israelites did and they made their home there. When God makes a promise, he keeps his word. But depending on how we respond to God, we may or may not see his promises with our own eyes. And in this story, Moses was the leader. Leaders are much more accountable to God. If we look a little closer at this story, we can see how Moses actually disobeyed God. God asked Moses to speak to a rock so that water would spring forth. But instead of speaking to it, Moses struck that rock with his staff two times, and he did it out of anger. 
that might seem very insignificant to you, which might make the punishment seem very harsh of not being able to walk into a promised land. But when we read our Bibles and we have an understanding of scripture, we need to realize that we are not supposed to question God. We are only supposed to obey him. He always has a reason and often we will not be able to comprehend what it is. Moses did not have a Bible available to him because obviously they did not exist yet, but we do. However, before this incident, we can see how God referred to himself as the rock. And we also see this in the New Testament as Jesus is referred to as the rock. God is very specific with all of his creation, and this also includes rocks. Nothing is unimportant to God. If it was unimportant to him, then he wouldn't have created it. God did allow Moses to strike a rock with his staff prior to this particular incident. But God changed how Moses was supposed to perform the miracle this time. So out of anger and disobedience, instead of obeying what God said, Moses took it upon himself to do what he had done before and strike that rock. And therefore, Moses had to suffer the consequences for disobeying what God asked him to do. When we aren't following God's ways, then we aren't leading others in God's ways either. Therefore, it's not godly leadership, it's a version of the world's leadership. And there's plenty of worldly leaders. But I wanna get into that promised land, don't you? A land that is flowing with abundance and sweetness that never runs out. So we, you and I, must stay attached to that vine, Jesus. We must be willing to listen to God at all times and do not do things our own way, especially even when we've done them that same exact way before. When we are attached to the vine, our life produces a sweet nectar of God that others get to enjoy. If you are interested in going deeper into godly leadership with me, then go to my website, trumpetsoftirza.com, and sign up for our nine-month virtual intensive. It will change your life. Thank you for listening this week, and God bless you on your leadership journey.